Well, good morning, everybody. We're so glad everybody's here with us this morning. Everybody say amen. amen. And this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. I want to encourage you, if you're watching, if you will, go to gseaster.com. If you are here, I want to encourage you to go to gseaster.com and to sign up for prayer. There's a little place in the top right-hand corner of the screen where you can sign up to pray. One day, not all the day, can I have an amen? It actually looks like it signs up for 45 minutes, but it's not. Uh, so if you'll just sign up on that day, we, we know about it and we thank you for your praying with us and agreeing with us for God to move at Easter. And everybody say amen. And so uh, we're about to just enter into worship. I'm gonna pray. We're just gonna enter in. And everybody say this with me. Say, this is gonna be a great day. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. And I'm gonna be changed. In Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now. And Father, we thank you for the privilege and the honor to come and to worship you and to thank you. So Father, we thank you right now that your spirit is here to deliver, to set free, and to minister. And Father, we come today to worship you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Can y'all give it up for the Lord this morning in Jesus' name? Woo! We're gonna worship him this morning. So if you're not already standing, if you're able to, I'm gonna invite you to stand. And we're gonna worship him and praise him in all of his goodness, in Jesus' name. There is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises, he hears faith. Sing it out. There is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear worship, he hears faith. Oh, wake our souls, Lord. We praise you, God, awake my soul. Wake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. Wake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. He's good, amen. In Jesus' name. Let's sing it out. There is a sound. There is a sound that changes things. The sound of his people on their knees. Awake up, you slumbering. It's time to worship him. Awake my soul and sing. Sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. Awake my soul and sing. Sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. 
So today, for especially for those who've been believing and praying, we're gonna declare over our lives that we're free, that it holds no bondage, that Jesus took it all to the cross, amen? Amen, let's sing this out. You broke the chains. You broke the chains of all bondage. You split impossible seas. Cast down the power of darkness and shame And you did it all for me You took the weight of rejection Carried it all to a tree Cast down the power of death and the grave And you did it all for me
broken things lovely You stay when everyone leaves No greater love have I ever known And you give it all for me And you give it all to me from all things, from sickness, from disease, from depression, from bondage, from struggle, from strife, from stress, from anxiety. We're free from it all and we welcome His Spirit in this place for a fresh awakening, for a new beginning in Jesus' name. We welcome you here, Father God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this service and in our hearts. Spirit sound, rushing wind, fire of God, fall within, Holy Ghost, breathe on us, we pray. As we repent, turn from sin, revival embers, smoldering, breath of God, fan us into flame. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, a holy anointing, a holy anointing. The power of your presence, pour your spirit out. For your spirit out, yeah. Oh, let's sing this for hearts that burn. We burn for you, God. For hearts that burn with holy fear. Purified in faith and deed, refiner's fire, strength in what remains. 
to be the church bear your light lamp of flame city bride king and kingdom come is what we pray we need a fresh wind the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out a holy anointing the power of your presence pour your spirit out pour your spirit out we need we need a fresh wind the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out we pray a holy anointing the power of your presence pour your spirit out pour your spirit out let's save that pour pour your spirit out 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 pour your spirit Sigh and sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Move upon our praise. Sons and daughters sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Move, let all, let all the redeemed. Prophesy and sing We can hear the wind blowing, blowing Move upon our praise Sons and daughters sing We can hear the wind blowing, blowing We need a fresh wind of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out we ask Lord for holy anointing the power of your presence pour your spirit out pour your spirit out pour your spirit out Pour your spirit out, Lord. Amen. That's right. What we ask the Lord for, pour the spirit out on us. The spirit is with us, in us, and upon us. How about that? The Lord is omniscient, omnipresent, all those good omni things, right? He's always with us. Wherever we go, He goes. 
He orders our steps. The steps of a righteous man, it says, are ordered, ordered by the Lord. We go into our next phase of our worship with prayer time. And this is where the work is done. This is where you walk in the door one way and you walk out the door another. And this is what church is all about. So I call down the pastors, I call down the elders. If you have a need, if you're not living that abundant life, if you're burdened with the cares of this world, not talking about just always physical, mental, financial, the pressures of this world can be crushing. If you have lost loved ones, all right, they need us. Who is gonna pray for them but us? So come, come down. Time for the Lord to work. Jesus' name. You are the medicine, the only cure for everything I feel within. Redeeming what was lost and all that could have been. All this is a healing kind of love. You are the truest friend Staying through the night when I was at my end Comforting my heart till it was right again Oh, this is a faithful kind of love Yes, it is Let's sing His names Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, you're here with me. Wonderful Counselor, the government is resting on your shoulders. You are the final When every page will turn So I will trust your timing I will rest secure Oh, this is the steady kind of life Oh, everlasting Father Prince of Peace Emmanuel, God with us, you're here with me. Wonderful counselor, the government is resting on your shoulders. Let's sing it again. He's the everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. God with us, you're here with me. Wonderful counselor, the government is resting on your shoulders. Oh, it's all 
sing this one more time together. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, you're here with me. Wonderful Counselor, the government is resting on your shoulders. One more time. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, you're here with me. Resting on your shoulders in Jesus' name. I didn't expect that. Can I have an amen? amen. You may be seated, praise God. I did not expect that. I tell you what, stand up, let's do something. Give me some good background music, David. Some hugging and loving music. And uh, if you will, get out of your chair. Go around, greet somebody you know, somebody especially you don't know. And just enjoy yourselves for a moment. I still got people talking here. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to look at somebody and say, God is good. Um, I'm excited. Amen. You know, uh, a couple things um, real quick. If um, I can have the 
Easter slide up. I want to encourage everybody again for Easter. It's uh, April 9th. Um, Again, we're inviting everybody. We're going to have special prayer that day. It is an Easter service, but we are going to have special prayer uh, for anybody who wants to uh, receive prayer for healing or deliverance or anything they need. Um, It's going to be a great day. We still have postcards at the end of the service, so I'll mention them again. I want to encourage everybody to get some. But more importantly than that, too, uh, and I do mean more importantly, I want you to go to gseaster.com and pray. Commit a day to pray for that service. Um, the way the schedule works is you actually sign up. It, it's the only way we can do it. You sign up for 45 minutes, but that logs you in for that day. So there may be two or three of you praying on that day. There, there may not be. <coughs> uh, there may only be one. My prayer is that everybody will give some prayer to that day and everybody say amen. Um, I, I need a better amen than that. Uh, prayer is required. Many people wonder why we have no power. It's usually because we don't have any prayer. Uh, James actually said, is any among you afflicted? Go tell your neighbor. No. Call the prayer line. No. Talk to the pastor. No. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. That is the first thing we should always do, prayer. It is not the last resort. It is always the first effort. And everybody say amen. Amen. And so, you know, if we do not give ourselves to that, that we have no one to blame. In fact, what did it say Paul and Silas were found doing in the prison at the midnight hour? It says that they were praying and singing. They were doing two things. They were worshiping and they were praying. They, they weren't just sitting there complaining about what they needed. So anyway, so I want to encourage you to get some of those. Uh, as we get ready to give this morning, if you need to uh, go to uh, give.gracesummitchurch.org or give online, however you need to give, um, there's the uh, other slide that we have tells you about Cash App and whew, PayPal, Zelle, the mail, all those other ways. Um, after a while, you just I had somebody the other day said, can we give another way? And I'm like, I guess so. If you want to give us money, we're going to take it. Can I have an amen? And uh, it takes it to do it. Second Corinthians chapter 9, um, this goes along with that thought. But I say this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And everybody say amen. But let each one gives as he purposes in his heart, not grudging or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I heard a preacher say one time, he said uh, he was preaching at a church and the pastor's on the stage. You know, back in those days, the pastor and the staff sat on stage He's preaching about giving. He said, listen, church, if you're not going to give with a generous heart, if you're not going to give with a happy heart, if you're not going to give, God loves a cheerful giver. If you're not going to give cheerful, you just shouldn't even give at all. And the pastor sitting up there goes, oh my gosh, don't tell them that. Amen. Because he goes, we'll we'll take it any way they give it. And and thank God, you know, we will uh, as a church. Most every church will. But it doesn't do you the best. That's the bad thing about it. It doesn't serve you as a giver. Because who in here knows we should give cheerfully, happily, joyfully? Because why? God loves a cheerful giver. And look at somebody and say, God loves me. Why? Because I'm a cheerful giver. We should never give begrudging. I love how this points out. It says here, let each one give as he purposes in his heart. So in other words, you should not be coerced or manipulated, but as you purpose in your heart. There's many times when me and Lisa go to special services or convention or something, we'll pray in purpose before we go what to give. And we'll give that in the service. 
Now, sometimes I like to make sure I give something in every service. So if it's got five services and we're gonna give $1,000, we give 200 a service, or 500, we'll give $100. Everybody got me? Because I wanna give something in every service. I wanna be a giver. But he says, without grudging or of necessity. Now, who in here knows? Who's ever met anybody who gives out a necessity? In other words, like if I give tonight, God will love me. It has nothing to do with whether or not God loves you. It just has to do with working the principle. But to make the principle work the best, you got to do it cheerful. Because God loves a cheerful giver. And everybody say amen. So, you know, we're also uh, still receiving offerings for Easter. So if you want to give extra to Easter, um, that mail out was a little more than I thought. And, um, but we still did it anyway. And still believing for God to minister to those people. We had great prayer, not only last Sunday morning, but last Saturday night and uh, over those. And we've prayed over these cards too. And so um, if you want to give extra to that, you can. So if you want to hold your offering in your hand, your offering uh, envelope or your phone, however you give, hold something in your hand right now. Um, this is actually a note sheet for me, but this is an offering envelope. Uh, we always give online. Thank God for cash out. Can I have an amen? No fees. Glory to God. Amen. Okay. And so... Um, Father, we thank you right now that you give unto us cheerfully. You did not grudging or of necessity give Jesus, and he did not grudging or of necessity give his life. He did it cheerfully. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. So Father, right now we thank you that we come with our first fruits, with our offerings, with our tithes, with our alms, and we honor you with it. We remember that we were lost and undone and you redeemed us. And so, Father, with a cheerful heart, we come to give. At the same time, Father, I thank you right now that you meet every need of every family member of this church, of anyone in relationship with this church, and you meet every need of our church. And in Jesus' name, we command the angels of God to go forth and to bring those resources in to each family and into the house of God that you meet every need. And in Jesus' name, we command you, Satan, to take your hands off of our resources, off of our prosperity, off of our blessing. We command that in Jesus' name. And we rebuke you, we bind you, and we cast you out of our financial realms. And thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you're at work in our life. You meet our needs. And that's why, Father, we not only give cheerfully, we worship cheerfully, because, Father, we know that you do all things well. And if we didn't even have any of that, we would still do it because you're worthy in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. God bless you as you give, as you come up. It's just me. Okay, it is me. I am. I'm sweating. 
Like I just worked. If we can turn the lights up a little, give me the kind of the worship or the open lights. Amen. I, 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 we've done this last couple of weeks, and then we're going to have prayer at the end of the service. And um, I, I'm just going to tell you real quick. I'm, I'm going to use a lot of scripture this morning. I would encourage you to take notes and write it down. If you don't have time for that, um, or, or you can't write that fast, I would encourage you. If you want my notes, I'll send you my notes. It's got all my stuff in a booklet form. Huh? Okay. Um, you're not getting it booklet form. Uh, you'll just get it the other form. But, but I'll be glad to send them to you. Uh, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I want us to have good faith on this subject and on this topic today. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 says, Being assembled together, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And everybody say amen. amen. Father, we just ask you right now to uh, confirm your words with signs following today. Amen to operate in our life. Father, we just come and submit ourselves. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the privilege to receive from it. We thank you for the honor, Father, that it brings to our life. And Father, we honor you first back. We honor you because you said that you would honor those who honor you. We honor you, Father, and we honor your word. And Father, because you said it, it makes it so. That's all we know. In Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. amen. Who in here knows that's true? If God said it, that makes it so. There was an old saying when I was growing up and it says, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Then everybody wanted to twist that and they said, well, God said it, that settles it, and I believe it. Who in here knows both ways is right because God said it, we're done discussion. And so um, there's a couple things that we're gonna talk about today and it's because God said it. This is, uh, we've been looking at for the last couple weeks about being filled with or overflowing with the Holy Spirit. There's one thing to have the indwelling of the Spirit, uh, if you will, in uh, salvation or the new birth, but there's another passage or part of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the overflowing of the Spirit. It's one thing to have some water, it's another thing to be overflowing with water. I have some coffee, I'm not overflowing with coffee. We can see many instances where we have all overflown with coffee in here. Can I have an amen? And so that is from some of our fault, and that's from some of it way back in the past. But regardless, you don't usually do that unless you're overflowing. One of the comments always has been to people who are not Pentecostal, spirit-filled, charismatic, whatever you want to call it, is that if you hang out on the creek bank long enough, you'll slide in. And that's true. I've met many people who enjoyed, back in the day, I mean, there was a big difference where I grew up between what I'm going to call spirit-filled worship and non-spirit-filled worship. Non-spirit-filled worship was liturgical. Just, and I love this song, but I mean, it was just very, as I am without one plea. Very, very, you know, the way I grew up, it was, you know, just as I, and also we're, you know, all of a sudden, then we, we just start going. And I had people and they would come to the church that I was going to because they liked the worship. Well, before you know it, they're down at the front and they're praying and they're receiving the Holy Spirit and praying in other tongues. Can I have an amen? amen. But who in here knows we need power? And we should never be afraid of it, Amen. nor should we be ashamed of it. Amen. Who's ever heard of the, the great preacher R.W. Shambach? He's in heaven now. One of my funniest stories I ever heard him say, but I loved it because it was showed the humanity of him. 
even a great man of God. He said right after he got saved, and he got saved in Pentecost and spirit-filled atmosphere, he kept inviting a friend to come to church. And he said when that friend came to church, he thought, oh my gosh. He said, oh God, please don't let it be a wild service. Please let everybody keep their sense. Please don't let anybody pray in tongues. Please don't let the power of God. And he said just in a little bit, he says all of a sudden the pastor towards the end gives the altar call, and guess what happens? This one person starts screaming, this person starts praying in tongues, the pastor starts praying in tongues. He says, I wouldn't even look at the guy in the face. He said, I just wouldn't even make eye contact. I just sat there and closed my eyes. He goes, I was so embarrassed. He says, because I knew this guy's gonna get all offended. And he said, he turned around and looked and he's gone. He said, well, praise God, I can worship now. And he said, I stood up and started lifting my hands and just worshiping God, because that guy didn't see anything like that. He said, and then he looked up at the altar and guess who was there in the middle of the altar? His friend. What had to change that man? The power of God in demonstration and someone not ashamed of what God does. I, I remember watching a Cops episode one night. There's a little mama on Cops and um, they came in there to try to find her son. And that woman said something. She said, uh, she said, my son's not gonna go into the devil. My son's, and all of a sudden she started praying and praying in other tongues. I'm telling you, those two cops had no clue how to deal with her. They didn't know if they should taser or run. Can I have an amen? They didn't know what to do because she began to operate in the gifts of the spirit, the gift that God had given her. So uh, I'm gonna just do this to settle a couple things. Some people ask this, so well, I don't know why I have to be baptized. I, I don't, I, I'm not, so I don't really have to be. And I'll say this, you don't have to be. But why not? Because it's good. And if God said it, we ought to. So here's a couple things. Now, I'm gonna give a lot of scripture. I'm gonna read them. They'll be on the screen. Write them down. Number one, tongues is an initial sign. In Acts chapter two, verse four, we read, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak as the Spirit gave utterance. In Acts 10, we read this last week. In verse 44 to 46, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And that's probably 15, 18 years ago. Ah, no, 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 hold on, 12, 14, 04. When's 08? That's 15. Well, it's probably 15 years ago. I'm riding with a pastor friend. We're riding up, in, and he's about 15 years younger. And so we're talking about, you know, moves of God and different services and different things. And he looked at me, and he said, well, he goes, I don't believe you have to pray in tongues when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, what are you talking about? And I said, and then, and he goes, well, you know that whole initial sign thing. Well, he was in Church of God. He's a young Church of God minister. Well, Church of God, that's a big one. I said, so you don't believe that's an initial sign? I said, now on the other side, I said, I don't think it's the only sign, but I do believe it's the initial sign. He goes, well, why, why do you believe that? And I said, well, I said, every place in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter eight, Acts chapter 10, I said, Acts chapter 19 later, I said, every time it says that the Holy Spirit came upon people, they prayed in other tongues. And we read all that last week. We'll read a couple of them again in a minute. I said, every time. I said, I know why I believe it's an initial sign. I said, what scriptures do you use to base that you don't believe it's an initial sign? As God is my witness, he looked at me, he said, well, I don't have any. That's just what I believe. Now guys, you can't just believe what you wanna believe because faith don't come that way. If that's the case, 
You need to be just like they were in the book of Judges. Let me say this. If that is your theology as a Christian, never complain about the LGBT community. Never complain about anybody who's in a perverse life. Never complain about anything on TV because they're believing what they believe. And they have no scripture for it either. Who's ever heard somebody say, well, if God's a God of love, he just loves everybody and he never condemns. Well, he don't. You condemn yourself. The Bible says judge yourself before you're judged. So, you, so there, there's different you know, attitudes, but God's word settles it. Well, there's always a different interpretation. Now, I'm, this is just my conviction. You need help to misunderstand the Bible. There is sadly lots of help on TikTok today. There is lots of help. So you do have to beware. But if you know scripture and you study to show yourself approved, you'll know. But again, from those scriptures, one of the reasons why we should pray in other tongues, it's a sign of the Holy Spirit's work in our life. Number two, 1 Corinthians 14, it says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Now, I've heard people all my life say, well, you know, I, I don't want to pray in other tongues unless there's an interpreter or it's prophecy because I, I want to edify the church. Well, right here it says that we should edify ourselves. It didn't say there's anything wrong with being edified ourselves. And the word edify is a Greek word which means to recharge, to build up. You can actually translate that. He who speaks in a tongue recharges himself. Charges. Well, Pastor Chris, when I pray in other tongues, I don't feel nothing. It don't matter if you feel anything at all. Because God said it does it, it does it. I've actually used that attitude many times, prayed in tongues for quite some time, and I've just said, Father, I thank you that I'm charged. I'm and yet then the next time I need power and prayer, it's there. Why? I've charged myself. I heard a minister say one time, he said he got lost driving somewhere, and he said, I just kept praying in tongues. He said, I guess I prayed six, seven hours that day. He said, I didn't know where I was. He said, thank God I found myself where I was supposed to go. That night, somebody called him and said, would you come over here and pray for so-and-so? And he said, he's just there. He says, I didn't feel nothing special. I didn't have any other inkling. He said, they asked him, somebody said, would you pray for her? You know, they were like, who needs prayer? And a bunch of people raised their hand. And he, they said, well, just lay hands on the person in front of you. So he said, I just didn't even touch the woman. He said, I just barely got my hand there. He said, that woman fell out under the power of God and just quaked for a moment and God healed her. Well, the guy leading the Bible study realized what was happening and he stopped. He said, come here. And he had him start laying hands on everybody. Why was his powerful prayer so much more powerful than other prayers? He had charged himself. Can I have an amen? And why that? So number two, it is a spiritual edification. And again, there's nothing wrong with you being charged. Now in a public setting, it's your prophecy. Why? Because prophecy blesses everybody. And we get so mixed up on that. You know, you could say some of what I'm doing right now is prophecy or I am proclaiming a gospel message about Jesus. And everybody say amen, okay. So at 1 Corinthians 14, four says, he who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress. This is a passage translation. While the one who prophesies builds up the church. Well, don't you know God wants you to advance your own spiritual progress? There's nothing wrong with that. Another verse is 1 Corinthians 14, two. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So what is the other aspect of that? Who in here knows that then we are speaking to God? We're speaking mysteries unto God. Now, I've heard people say this before. I've heard this all. I think this is funny. Well, shouldn't I understand what I'm saying when I'm praying in tongues? Well, let's read that verse again. 
He who speaks and does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. If you're, a, are you a someone or a no one? In that verse, you're a no one. That means you don't understand it either. One verse Paul says, my mind is unfruitful. Doesn't mean that it's not your spirit, because you are a spirit, you have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and then you have a body. And you need to operate out of your spirit much more than you do anything else. Because in fact, the what, thing, what, what gives us the most problem on this earth? The, fe- the flesh. And what does Jesus not deal with anymore since he's got a resurrected body? The flesh in and of its sinful nature. Because he does have a body. Because isn't that what he told uh, Thomas? He said, touch me, a spirit does not have flesh and bone. So he's not like floating around. He does have a body. We do have a body. But his spirit, which God is a spirit, is the active part of him. That is sadly the least active part of most of us. We should operate in spirit. I heard this guy say one time, and I've watched this, it's true. Your first words of response often dictate where your spiritual level is. If you hit your hand with a hammer and you shout, praise the Lord, glory to God, something, it may not be in a happy moment. Can I have an amen? As opposed to some other things, that's a good telltale sign of where you are spiritually. If somebody cuts you off, I'll tell you right now, I mean, after a good service, Man, I don't mind how anybody drives. I'm just happy. I'm just driving happy. But man, you let me get aggravated in myself. I'm all aggravated. Now, number one, it's an initial sign. Number two, it's a spiritual edification. A couple things, um, and I used this a moment ago, what is the value of speaking in tongues? If God's word says speaking in tongues is of value, then it has value. If he says it edifies, then it edifies, it recharges. If he says it's a supernatural means of communication with God, then it is. And if he says every believer should speak in tongues, then every believer should speak in other tongues. In fact, you can't ever find God anywhere looking at someone saying don't do it. You can't find any scripture where in the book of Acts where the apostle says, no, we won't pray for you to receive it. The only place where they were very quick to wonder is whenever in Acts chapter 10, whenever that came on the Gentiles. They weren't sure if the Gentiles could receive any of this. But tongues were a sign to them that God had poured out his spirit upon not only the Jews, but on all flesh and the Gentiles. And everybody say amen. So those signs. Uh, Another thing, Jesus did not say just a few could speak in tongues. Because Jesus said this, who remembers this in Mark chapter 16, these signs follow them that believe. Not the called, not the appointed, not the apostle, not the prophet, the pastor, evangelist, teacher. All these signs follow them that believe. They can cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. That means anything that is in that verse, if you'll believe, you can have access to it. Now, why do some people not speak in tongues? Real quick, they don't believe. Now, I'm going to throw this out. We should never be harsh or judgmental. Everybody give me a good amen on that. Everybody walks out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Everybody, not everybody's of the same level of grace as you or me or anybody else. And in other things, they've got a higher level in grace than we do. And everybody ought to say amen to that. But, But I'm not trying to be harsh on anybody. But it just follows you if you believe. And if you don't believe, you can't walk in it. 
Like the woman who, right in the next verse, it says, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I won't tell the whole story, but I had this lady saw, saw this guy, bear, he didn't even touch her. He, he put his hand to lay on her and that woman fell back and she hit her head on a chair and this old lady looked at me later and she says, I ain't letting that man ever touch me. Did you see him knock her down and about beat, break, she about break, beat her brains out, hitting that chair. Oh, that scared me. Oh, that scared me. And I kept saying, honey, he didn't even touch her. I said, I said that was just the power. Oh, that just scared me. I, I had never seen nothing like that. I hope and pray to God he don't ever touch me. I mean, hey, if he ever, t- I'm, I'm gonna leave that church if he ever comes near me. I just, I mean, it just so shook her. I looked at her, I said, honey, can I tell you something? I said, it ain't ever gonna happen to you. And she said, why? Would you say, I said, I promise you, it will never happen to you. Why would you say that? I said, because the Bible says these signs follow them that believe, and you don't believe anything. I hope not. I surely hope not. Well, it doesn't, because it only happens for those who believe. And everybody say amen. Number three, praying in tongues keeps you in line with God's will. Romans chapter eight, verse 26 says, the spirit also helps our weakness, for we don't know when we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Who's ever prayed in English as long as you can pray and you don't know what else to say? I don't mean this wrong. It doesn't take me long to get to that point. I mean, how much do I, I mean, I mean I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't know how to pray about the enzymes and the ventricles and the, you know, the arteries and the plaque buildup. I mean, I don't know. And even if I, even if I did, that doesn't mean just because I have that knowledge, I have knowledge specific about you. If you got high blood pressure, is that caused by stress? Is it caused by diet? Is it caused by salt? Is it caused by genetics? Is it, is it because you're overweight? Is it, you know, what is it? I don't know which way. After a while, I just kind of lost. But yet, on the other side, if I will give myself to praying in, in the other tongues, in the spirit, it says again, what did it say? We do, not know, we do not even know what we should pray. But the spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Who's ever been praying in other tongues? I've had this happen so many times. And all of a sudden, it's like it changes. And I know it changes. And I'll pray for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. And all of a sudden, it'll leave. I have no idea what that's about. I don't care. I really don't. I know of people that have actually given testimony of being woken up and prayed at certain times. And at the same time they're praying, somebody on the other side of the world or a missionary or a family or friend was going through something and they were delivered from it. I know of several stories personally where they said, you know, I just woke up. I was praying. I've had it. In fact, a couple weeks ago, I was in a dream praying. I was in my dream praying in tongues for somebody else. And I woke up praying in tongues. I was happy with both of them. Well, Brother Vaughn, what did you think was going on? What, what did you think about it? I don't know. Don't have a clue. Because the Bible says he that prays, his mind is unfruitful. Now, just to throw this out, there's a lot of us, our minds are unfruitful without praying in tongues. Can I have an amen? There's sometimes not a lot of fruit in some of mine. But that means you just don't understand. Well, Pastor Chris, how how do you know something took place? I know because God said it took place. He says that when I don't know how to pray as I ought, he intercedes through us with groanings which cannot be uttered. One place, and this is from P.C. Nelson, a Bible scholar, um, um, 
AG guy. He said the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us in groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. That's what that means in the Greek. Articulate speech is speech which you understand. Jackson is four in a few days. I remember about three years ago, he's trying to talk, year and a half. All I ever got out of him was icky, icky, icky. Or no, ticky, ticky, ticky. That was that, ticky, ticky, ticky. Every time I said, what is it, Jack? Ticky, 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 ticky. I'm like, yes, whatever you want, buddy, whatever you want. You hungry? Ticky, ticky, I have no idea what he's saying. He's talking. He's talking. You ever watch the kid do that? You know they're saying something, but you have no clue. You don't have the interpretation. Can I have an amen? And I have looked at, I looked at Luke and Laura many times. I said, could y'all give me the interpretation? I have no idea what this kid wants. Help me out. And I could see he'd be getting frustrated with me because in his mind, he's talking. I'll throw this out. I'll use this in a parallel. He had an utterance, but I couldn't understand it. Didn't mean it wasn't valid. It just meant I couldn't get it. Now, see, the problem is, is with our attitudes, if we don't understand it, then it must have, who's ever heard of twins creating their own language? So what were they doing? They had an utterance that you didn't understand, that you didn't know about, but that didn't mean that they didn't understand it and they didn't know about it. And tongues is an utterance from my spirit to God's spirit that they understand, that, that part of us understands. And just because this doesn't line up with understanding of all that, doesn't mean it's not effective. In fact, it is very effective because in Romans 8, it says the Spirit makes intercession for us. Do you mean to think that the Holy Spirit's intercession is less than yours? Never. His intercession is what? Greater than mine. Why? Because he's part of the Godhead. It ought to be greater. But thank God I get to be a part of it and get to be used in it, and you do too. And everybody say amen. Uh, if you will, one more thing. Uh, I, I used this a moment ago. This is amplified, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my body, my, my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit. It helps nobody. This is King James. So again, Paul is saying there, don't be worried about that. And you'll hear a lot of people who don't believe in spiritual gifts use that as an excuse. Well, if you don't understand it, what good does it do you? Again, God said it didn't matter if it understand it. He actually said, if you pray in another tongue, your mind is unproductive. Some of our minds need to be unproductive. I think it's one of the reasons why I don't operate in a lot of stress or anxiety, even though I should have a lot of stress and anxiety sometimes. And sometimes I do. I'll tell you this from just my own experience. Those seasons when I quit praying in other tongues, I get a lot more stress and anxiety. Because why? My mind's at work. I'm thinking it through. I'm reiterating it. I'm having the argument 45 times. Has everybody got me? And everybody say amen. Number four, praying stimulates faith. Jude chapter one, verse 20 says, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. If you wanna have your faith stronger, pray in other tongues. And in fact, sometimes when you pray in other tongues, you ought to just pray right before you start in English. Father, I thank you right now that as I pray in tongues, my faith is stimulated, my faith is stirred, my heart is stirred, even though my mind is unfruitful. 
Praying, lastly, praying in tongues gives a refreshing. Now again, if the Bible says it does, it does. Can I have an amen? Isaiah 28 verse 11 says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people to whom he said, this is the rest with which the weary may rest and cause rest. And this is the refreshing. And yet they would not hear. With the stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. So even in the Old Testament, there was prophecy of what God would do. And we know that from the book of Joel, it says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And the reason that is a huge prophecy was all flesh did not have a right in the Old Testament to operate in gifts of the spirit or the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the priest, the prophet, and the king. And if you weren't one of those three, only possibly by the goodness and sovereignty of God could you ever operate in any of that. But those three operated in it because of the anointing of God that was on their life. In the New Testament, because you're born again, you get to operate in it too. And everybody say amen. That's a good blessing. You don't have to go see somebody else. Who's ever had somebody tell you what the will of the Lord is? I've had people tell me. I had a guy one time, he says, I'm just gonna tell you what God is saying to you. I looked at him, I said, I don't need you to tell me what God is saying to me. I have the spirit of God. Well, he didn't like that too much. Can I have an amen? I didn't care if he liked it or not because he was an idiot. Can I have an amen? He was a spiritual idiot. He was trying to manipulate people and control people. And the spirit of God will remind you of that. So I'm gonna give you a couple things because this is the way we're gonna pray and we're gonna end our service. If, you, if you've ever been filled with the Holy Spirit, thank God. If you haven't and you want to, we want you to be spirit-filled. We want you to receive the spirit. Now this right here is as much for out in the online as it is in here. If you've never been filled with the spirit, I wanna give you some things to look at as we get ready to pray. <clears throat> if you have been filled with the spirit, I wanna give you some things to again, remind yourself as we get ready to pray. Number one, recognize that the Holy Spirit's already been given. Now some of these things I don't think are near as problematic as they used to be. But the way I grew up, we had to tarry for God to send the Spirit to us. And I still hear people today say, oh, Heavenly Father, send your Spirit. We don't have to pray that. The Holy Spirit's been given. I got one amen on that one. The Holy Spirit has been in manifestation since the day of Pentecost. Just because we ain't walking in it doesn't mean he's not here. It means we've not received it. In fact, in Acts chapter 19, verse 1, it happened while Apollos was at Corinth and Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Well, again, don't you think that they should have gotten something if that's all there is? He said to them, into what then were you baptized? <coughs> and they said, into John's baptism. So these were Baptists. Can I have an amen? Okay, praise the Lord. God bless the Baptist. Then Paul, I said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that means right there, they got saved. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Did you notice he says, have you received do you have have you received he did not say has it been given to you the holy spirit's here who would here would agree salvation's here 
Salvation is available to all men. Now, the Holy Spirit's not available to all men because the Holy Spirit's the gift to the church. Salvation's a gift to the world. But all you have to do is ask. And everybody say amen. amen. Acts chapter eight, verse 14 and 15 says, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that, the Samaria, that Samaria had received the word of God, again, that's salvation, they sent Peter and John to them who when they came down, prayed for them that they might, what's the next word? Prayed that they might what? Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, everybody look at me when I say this. Here's a catch and a hiccup for many people in the kingdom of God today. You see it all the time and we mess up. Who in here is believing that in this end time, you receive a refreshing move of the Spirit of God in your life? Amen. When does that take place? Who said that? When you ask for it. Somebody said, when you ask for it. So you ask for it and you do what? You receive it. You receive it by faith just as much as any other thing. And so I had somebody ask him one time, I'm just believing for a move of God. I'm just believing for a move of God. And I was like, what's that look like? Tell me what that is. Well, I, 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 uh, I mean, is that more people crying? Is that more people at the altar? I'll, I'll throw this out. The reason we don't walk in some of the move of God that we want is because we don't want to. If we acted like we received it, we'd be, we'd be receiving it. Amen. So, so it gets down to a receiving part. It gets down to a believing part. Because the Holy Spirit has been given. Let me ask you a question. Who wants to move more on this earth? Who wants God to move more on this earth? You are the Holy Spirit. Help me. Who? So don't you think he's willing to move? But it's almost like in the kingdom, everybody, we have to beg him. Or then you get into the people and it's like we have to break spiritual powers. Now, sometimes we do have to break spiritual powers, demonic forces, there's no question. But you know what? We don't have to sit and cower to them. We have a right to rebuke them and cast them out. And then expect for the power of God to work. But it comes into the receiving part. I mean, you know what? I, I just think it's funny. So many times that I've received something good from God. There's been times I didn't feel nothing. I mean, it aggravates me because I watch other people and they feel everything. They feel flies flying across the room, you know, 30 feet. I don't, I don't know anything. But yet I've, I've, I've just acted in faith. And I tell the one story about being healed of, of this, I don't know what it was, a lethargy thing. I don't know what it was. The only time I wasn't asleep or sluggish was if I was preaching or driving to go preach. But the moment I'd get home, I was just dead on my feet. And I'm up there, I went up, the elders laid hands, anointed me with oil, and they prayed the prayer of faith. And at the end of it, I raised my hand right there. I, I, heard, I heard a minister say he did this. I said, I'm gonna do it too. I raised my hand right there and I said, thank God I'm healed. According to the word of God and the prayer of faith and the anointing of oil, I'm healed. Thank God I received my healing. And as I'm walking out, this friend I went to high school with goes, said, did you get your healing? I said, of course I did. They said, well, how would you know? I said, because the word of God says in James chapter five that the prayer of faith and the anointing of oil has saved the, uh, healed the sick. I said, thank God I'm healed. Thank God I'm healed. They, she, they kept going. She did. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I said, thank, I, never, I never would address that. I said, thank God I've received it. Thank God I got it. Thank God it's mine. Thank God I got it. According to the word of God. And it was like within about two days, I didn't have any more problem. I was fine. But she wanted me to constantly switch back into the feeling the flesh. Who in here is experiencing a spiritual revival? Say amen. I am. 
I am by faith. I am by proclamation. I am by prayer. I am by praying in other tongues. You have to believe that. Well, I just, I just don't know if God's moving today. I mean, God, I wish God would move like he used to move 35 years ago. I remember when this happened and that happened. You know what you don't remember is the price you paid back then, the prayer you paid and all that you did, running somewhere, doing something. I just wish people went to church like they used to. You know, we'd go and have revival and sit there and be there all night long. And yet sometimes in church today, we can do a service and you don't show up. I love this. Now, no offense. This is me being very pastoral. It cracks me up. People who will come to me and tell me how we need to do things one way or the other to grow or to have some, and they never come. They don't come to anything, but come to church maybe once every six months. And I used to have it happen more in the past. I mean, everybody in here, y'all get a passing grade. Can I have an amen? There's a couple of you on the bubble. Can I have an amen just to keep you? I'm not going to say who it is, so you're all kind of guessing, so you live better. But I mean, I've had people, man, you know, I actually had a guy look at me, and he said, well, you know, the problem with the church right now, talking about our church, I looked at him, I said, brother, you ain't been to church in a year and a half. I said it just like that. I said, how would you know? And they looked at me and said, well, I guess I wouldn't. I mean, I've all of a sudden gotten into meddling. Can I have an amen? Okay, I got I to gotta back off. But again, my point is, you receive it. Yeah. Number two, recognize that anyone that is saved can receive this gift. Now, this is the only passage I'm gonna tell you real quick you ought to turn to in your own Bible so you can see it. It'll be on the screen. This is Acts chapter two, verses 37, 38, and 39. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Now, Peter had just preached this great message and said to Peter, and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Again, remember, it did not say, and he shall give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's something to think about. Had the Holy Spirit been given when Peter preached this message? Yeah, because they received the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, 4 through verse 6, 7, 8. I should say one through eight. And then he begins to preach this message. So they had already, they had received the Holy Spirit that had been poured out. So now he's at this point and he's leading all these men and women into the relationship with Jesus. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children. Well, I sure would be good if I had been born back when they, those apostles were. I guess I could receive it. But it then says, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The gift of the Holy Spirit in your life is to anyone and all who are far off who have made Jesus Lord. God loves you as much as he loves anybody. In fact, I've always found that it's easy to get a Catholic to be open and sensitive to the gift of the Holy Spirit if they realize that Mary was up there in the upper room too. And I've asked people before, I've said, well, you know, Mary had the Holy Spirit. Would you not like to have the Holy, same Holy Spirit Mary had? Well, I guess I would. But, you know, I probably shouldn't because that gift's not for me. But yet I can read here that that promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. You have a right to it. Number three, when we pray at the minute, you need to believe 
that when hands are laid on you, you receive the Holy Spirit. And we, we get that, if you will, and I'm gonna jump ahead on something. We get that from Luke chapter 11. Now see again, everything in the Bible works by faith. Luke chapter 11, verse 11 says, if a son asks for bread from a father amongst you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how much to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Again, you have to ask him to receive it. But all you have to do is ask, and then you believe it. That verse settled for me the infilling, the power of God in my life, of the Holy Spirit. That verse, I thank God for that verse. Because, man, I was messed up. I'd been told by some people, you might receive a bad spirit. You gotta be ready. That's kind of spooky. Yet the Bible says, if I ask for the Holy Spirit, he'll give it. Is that what we just read? Can I have an amen? But on the other side, then I have to put some faith into it. So I'm going, for time's sake, I'm gonna loop my last two points together. So when we pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit, we have to believe that we receive. Now, when I believe that I receive, I act accordingly. Now, the way I act accordingly in this is like in for me, when I remember when this happened when I was young, I'd close my eyes and I'd expect God to fill my mouth. The problem was I was under the impression from the way I grew up Pentecostal was that God would make me speak. And I'd hear people say that. Well, God just made me do that. Well, since I never felt some compulsion, or as Barney Fife would say, a compulsion, said I didn't have a compulsion to do that, I figured it must not be God. I, in fact, have no idea when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I got saved at four. I don't know when. I just know probably from the time I was eight, if I started praying sometimes, I'd have words start to come out my mouth. But since, my, since somebody wasn't grabbing my mouth and making me do it, I said, well, that must not be God because that can't be what they got. Because I watched them, I mean, they're sitting there one minute and then all of a sudden they don't have any control. Now, I've had a few times where I lost myself in a service and I understand what that means. I really don't know what I did after point A, but I found out myself at point B and how that happened, I, if that makes sense. But I, did, but, I, but, I, but I still was conscious in that moment. Now, I've told a few people here, and this is true, anytime I'm praying for some people down here, I have no memory of it after about 10 minutes. I can't remember none of it especially if it's a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. I have no clue. I prayed for people up here and said, prayed something else. How did you know that? I, you know, that's just the gift of God. Thank, thank God God's ministry. Do you, do you believe that God spoke to you? I do, I do. They'll be happy. A year later, you remember when you prayed for me? No. Was it last week or last year? I have no idea. Now, I have to do that by faith. So when I prayed to receive the Holy Spirit as a young kid, I was still praying. And I got the testimony at the Ch South Carolina Church of God camp meeting and being up there at the altar praying and I had one guy going, hang on brother, hang on. And another guy going, let go son, let go. I'm, I don't know what to do, amen. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. Then I got another guy asking me, was I sanctified? Well, I knew sanctified means set apart, but I said, well, I guess I am. Well, son, if you ain't sanctified, you ain't ready. Yet I never once in any of those verses, and I knew those verses then, I never once found where they asked if they were sanctified, 
Paul didn't ask one of them, are you sanctified? He just laid hands they might receive. You see, what I was doing was I was making it way too complicated because I was judging by outer and externals. I'd go to camp meeting. I'd go to service. I'd go to just regular church service. I'd start praying and worshiping, and it felt like words wanted to come out of me. Well, then I heard the first thing. Well, if you don't know them words, that must not be God. But I just read a verse that says my mind's unfruitful, so I don't have to know what they are. Now, let me ask you a question. Who in here knows Latin? Well, I don't know it either. But I do know some Latin phrases. And so if I looked at you and I said, look at somebody, everybody should know this one, e pluribus unum, from many one. That's on every dollar you got. But who in here knows French? Anybody knows French? I do know a little French. Miss Mamie Chisholm taught me French in high school. I don't remember any of it, but I do did take it. But I do know this. We learned this real quick. Ferme la bouche. That means shut up. Can I have an amen? Now, if you didn't know what that meant and I told you to tell somebody that, who would have said that? Me or you? If I have someone standing here looking at Joe and I said, tell Joe to get up here and they look at Joe and say, Joe, he wants you up there. Who told that person to say it? I did. I gave him utterance. I gave him sayings. But who said it? He did. Now, I'm not going to take the time because it's 1220. In every place, I will give you when I say this, every place, Acts chapter 2, it says, and they began to speak with other tongues. In Acts chapter 10, it says, verse 46, for they heard them speak with tongues. Acts chapter 19, 6 says, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says, for he who speaks in an unknown tongue. Again, not one of those verses I said, said when the Holy Spirit speaks through you, you have to do the speaking. He gives the utterance. And again, you may not understand it. I had a teacher in high school, a Sunday school teacher, and uh, I think I told this the other week, but her husband, I mean, they, were, they grew up Presbyterian, Methodist, Episcopal, something. And I mean, all of a sudden, man, she received, he received the Holy Spirit. She said, man, it was just, it was like just liquid, man. I mean, she said, man, he's a, she said, it sounded beautiful. And she said, here I am the intelligent one. He was a, he was a high school football coach and stuff. She said, here he is. He's just a mongrel, mangy man. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Just rough and tough. And he was all man. You could tell. He's rah, 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 just all man. She said, here I am being so contrite and holy and worshiping. She says, I didn't get nothing. She says, I sounded like an itty bitty baby when I got baptized. She said, I was like, me, 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 me. She said, it didn't sound like, it was like Jackson. Ticky, 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 ticky. She goes, it didn't sound like nothing. And she says, and I realized I'm judging it according to flesh. She said, she finally just said, Father, if that's all I ever got, that's fine with me. I believe I'm speaking mysteries unto you. My mind is unfruitful, but my spirit is edified. My faith is built up according to Jude chapter one, verse 20. And that's what I receive right now. She said, all of a sudden, one day, she said, she's driving down the road. And she said, it's like a, a spigot open up. And she said, all of a sudden, I had the, she goes, had a full language. She said, I would pray for it in language. She said, it sounded like I would talk in languages. Somebody says, well, I just don't understand. You have to do the speaking. That's the whole point. You have to do the speaking. You have to believe that you receive and then do the speaking. Now I want to ask you this. 
If I had a pet ball, a, 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 a pot belly stove right here, and I had it hooked up, and this is how I'm going to heat the sanctuary, which is so hot we don't need heat for two weeks in here. Can I have an amen? But anyway, if I walked up to it and it's cold in here, and I looked at you and said, Phew, man, I'm waiting on the heat to come out of that thing. And there ain't no wood in it and ain't no fire. Y'all would lock me up for being goofed somehow. But if I put some wood and fire in it, who in here knows the first time I put wood and fire in it, I'm not gonna get heat off of it just like that. I gotta put something in it. That's my point, I gotta put something in it. But once it's there, I have every right of expectation it's got heat. So you have to ask first to receive the Holy Spirit and then expect the heat and the power to come. But once you receive it, you gotta activate it. See, that's where the old Pentecostalism's messed it up. Because the only time they ever prayed in other tongues is when they was in church and they felt it. Can I have an amen? And that's the only time. I've met people all my life. And because they prayed in tongues in church, we know the spirit moved. And thank God the spirit did move, but there was no faith in it. And when they'd get back out there and they didn't feel the spirit move, they'd lose faith. In here, they say, thank God I'm healed. And they get back home and say, man, I just hope God heals me. I just don't know what we're gonna do. Now, as a kid, I watched people with that. I watched people, I watched Lisa's family with that. I watched my family with that. Man, be in church and I mean, man, we just, we just, boy, we know God, we touched heaven today. Who's ever heard that? Boy, we know we touched heaven today. Like you gotta touch heaven. Jesus lives right here. You ain't gotta touch any more than closer than your own heart. Can you have an amen? When you're full of him. You ain't gotta get to heaven. But who in here knows there is a way, a, a knowing of knowing that you hit heaven, or however you wanna say it, you know that you know that you know that your prayer got, you, you had a connection. But you have to do the part. You have to do the speaking. Everybody stand up with me real quick. Everybody bow your heads. Give me some background music real quick. Right now, if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I've never prayed in other tongues, but I wanna receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Or you would say, I have prayed in other tongues, but I've let that gift go dormant. I'm not praying like I should. And you may say, I have prayed in other tongues and I pray regular tongues, but I want even more of God. Now see, that's where I'm at. I want more of him all the time. I want as much as I can get. I wouldn't mind like being an Enoch and being a was not. And all of a sudden, y'all just have to put out an APB for Pastor Chris. We don't know where he is. And I just a was not. I'm in heaven. That'd be a great thing to be so close to God. You just a was not. So there's always that. But if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit, I wanna receive the gift. Hold your hand up. And if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I have been, but I need to be refilled. I need to refresh that. Hold your hand up. And if you would say, Pastor Chris, I just want more of God, hold your hand up. Okay, now here's what we're gonna do. I want you everybody to pay attention. I started to have you come down, but I'm not going to. I want everybody right now to lift your hands if you want any part of this. And I'm gonna quote you, uh, lead you in a prayer. When I say amen, I want you to breathe in and believe as you breathe in that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Just as a, just as a sign of faith, just as a, a, an act of faith. And then the next thing out of your mouth, just begin to pray in other tongues. Just begin to release whatever the utterance is. Now you don't have to be so loud that it's obnoxious to everybody in the room, nah, nah, ever, ever, ever because the spirit of the prophet subjects the prophet. But at the same time, just speak it out. 
Just let whatever utterance, say, whatever is in the inside of you come out. And just, just be bold. So pray this with me. Heavenly Father, just to make sure, I proclaim that Jesus is Lord of my life. And I believe you raised him from the dead. Jesus is my Lord. And therefore, according to Acts chapter two, the promise of the Spirit is to me who am afar off and I receive it. I also come according to Luke 11. I ask right now for the Holy Spirit to be given unto me so that I may receive him. And I know that he already has. So therefore, Father, because I am born again, because I am a child of God, I ask for your spirit to flow into my life. I say right now, I will receive him. I receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. My life is ever changed from this moment. I receive the Holy Spirit and I right now close my eyes, I open my mouth and I prepare myself to receive the gift of other tongues in Jesus' name. Now with your eyes closed and your heart's very focused on the Lord, don't be distracted. Just breathe in and say to yourself, I receive the Holy Spirit. And now just out of the abundance of your heart, don't say anything else in English. Don't say anything else in a language you know. Just let whatever comes out of your heart just flow. Come on, lift your voice up. Lift your voice up. Don't, don't, be, don't, be, don't, don't, don't be hesitant. Don't, don't be fearful. We thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stir your voice up. Stir your gift up right now. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Now, while I was praying in tongues a moment ago, that was a public tongue right there. And I just felt the Lord, the interpretation that would be, press into my spirit, press into my, to, to the spiritual realm, give yourself time and give yourself function to flow so that you may rejoice and so that you may prosper and so that you may have victory. For I will show you things and say things to you and reveal things to you that you don't even know when you press in. For I am at work right now and I want you in it. So give yourself to me, says the Lord. Can I have an amen? Amen, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We give you glory and honor. Say this with me, I receive it and I will walk in it and I will pray in it and I will give myself to it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And everybody say amen. Amen. Now who in here prayed in other tongues? 
Who in here prayed in other tongues for the first time? Anybody? Who would have ever prayed in other tongues, but it's been a while? Anybody? Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, I want to tell you something. You can be seated real quick. I know it's 1230. We got to hurry. The Baptists are beating us right now at the restaurant. Dear God in heaven, we got to stop that. We need to go back to 10 o'clock service so we can beat the Baptist. Amen. And uh, I'm sorry. And the Methodist and the Presbyterian. I, uh, I want to challenge you on a couple things. Pray in other tongues. Give yourself to prayer in other tongues. And don't be afraid of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Now, I got to be honest, I'm 56 years old. I've been preaching since I'm 16, 40 years. I've been preaching on this for a good 35. First couple years, I was kind of skittish to hit it. And uh, I sometimes still, I mean, I got friends who ain't spirit-filled. I even had one guy look at me one day. He says, I watch your services all the time. He said, do you pray in other tongues? I said, I do. He said, well, I had never heard you pray in other tongues on TV. I said, well, sometimes we edit that part out so I don't look crazy. And he kind of laughed. And I, was really, I said, no. I said, but I said, we do. I said, well, you just hadn't heard it all. And he said, well, that's true. He goes, I hadn't watched every week. He said, but about once or twice a month, I, I picked you out. I said, well, you, I said, well, you've been hitting Baptist nights and Presbyterian night and Methodist night. And I said, not Pentecostal, Spirit-filled, Charismatic, Wild night. He just laughed. But don't be afraid. Now, here's the other side. Don't feel like you got, when you pray in other tongues, you got to be a, a disruption. I pray in tongues quite often, no matter where I'm at. I've prayed in tongues on the plane. I've prayed in tongues in the line. I pray in tongues when I drive. I pray in tongues when I'm at the parts store. I pray in tongues no matter where I'm at. Why? Because the Bible says it edifies me. It builds me up. But don't you ever feel built up? I mean, don't you just wish you feel built up? You know, I, I feel more now than I used to, spiritually. When I, was, when I was 18 years old, I didn't feel nothing. It was all faith. But I look back, I don't care. The Word of God says it's working, it's working. And if I'm edified, I'm edified. Everybody say amen. Okay, give me a couple moments. We're going to do th three things. Um, pop the announcements up. What's the first one? Easter's when? Easter's when? April 9th. That's in three weeks. This is, uh, we're starting a small group uh, redoing. Starts um, April the 16th. It's a study on the book of Revelation. Uh, it's, the books are $10 each. It's in the studio right across the hall. Uh, it's 9.45 to 10.30. Usually we start a little after that. We give everybody time to get in. We always have breakfast and stuff. Um, and then about 10.40, we actually finish. Uh -huh. Okay, anyway. This coming Saturday at 9 a.m., we're having a church work day. Everybody say work day. Say, I need to be there. Everybody needs to be there. And uh, we're going to be doing some cleanup, some fixing, some lights and stuff. Um, got a couple things. We uh, may call a couple people this week to see if they can help. But that is this coming Saturday, 9 a.m. And then we got a, what I'm calling a hospitality meeting. Now, next Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, no, two weeks from today, April 2nd, we're asking anybody who's an usher or a greeter, regular usher or greeter, to be, we're gonna meet for about probably 20, 30 minutes after service in the studio. And on that day, I'm actually gonna dismiss, ask everybody who's an usher or greeter to go over there, and then I'm gonna run over there. And, um, you know, so I'm not gonna let myself get caught. And we're gonna do that for about 20 minutes. Uh, we wanna make sure everything's understood of uh, expectation and uh, for Easter, because Easter's the next day. And so who in here knows what we do on Easter and every Sunday? We greet those we don't know and we love on them. Can I have an amen? amen. 
Our goal should be every week to find somebody we don't know. And as I'm looking around here, we don't have any visitors today, which is not good. We need to always be inviting people to church. Can everybody say amen? Uh, first uh, Saturday of the month uh, is the uh, women Encouraging Women meeting. It's uh, Conversation Coffee at 10, Learning and Sharing and Prayer at 10.30 to 11.45. And then next is our Wednesday night Bible study online, 7.30. Uh, I think in the next two or three weeks, we'll finish up from the 23rd Psalm, and then we'll pick up uh, to another topic. And uh, if you are a first, second, third time guest with us in person or today online, please take a moment and let us know who you are by filling out the connection page or the QR code. And take a moment, we would appreciate that so much. And then, I think this is lastly, coming up. What's that, is this the video? Okay, pause that, let me introduce this. Um, Cleansing Streams of Ministry that's been, uh, we've done that for a number of years, uh, Frida, Heads that up. Out the out, over side, over here, outside the um, doors at the info table in the foyer, there is a little section about Cleansing Stream. It is a ministry to get you delivered from addictions and bondages and just walk in freedom, to walk in what God has given you. If you got issues, that you, things that, you know, that have attacked you or things that you need to work through, I would highly encourage you to be a part of it. Uh, they have a retreat coming up. There's some things in the Frida will be at the info table to talk to you about it. And this video here is about two minutes. And oh, 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 calm down, calm down, seize up. Quit hurrying me. And um, so what, what we're going to do is I want to encourage everybody to watch this. I'm going to pray right now, let you watch this. When that video is over, you're released. But uh, if you want more information, you can see Frida. Again, it is a powerful ministry. It is a, um, uh, some people use the term deliverance ministry, but it helps you walk in the fullness of who you were in God and not be a, a victim to the things in life. Great, great ministry. Uh, it'll change your life. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for the gifts of the Spirit in our life. Thank you, Father, that we walk in your Spirit and in your anointing. And thank you, Father, that the gift of tongues has been given unto us. And thank you, Father, that we're edified. Thank you, Father, that even though that, that you pray intercessory prayers through us, and Father, right now, for everybody watching, we ask you, Father, to give us opportunity in the next weeks, three weeks, to invite people to church on April 9th. Lead us and let us be the laborers that are sent out to the harvest so that we may preach the gospel, we may love on them and bring them into the family of God and have them in a place where they have a, a place and a family, an atmosphere that is nurturing to their life and up, uplifting, and where they feel safe Amen. in this crazy demonic world, a place where they feel whole, in Jesus' name. And Father, may your face shine upon us. May you be gracious unto and give us your peace. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. Turn down the lights a little bit, and let's watch this. It's about two minutes, and then you're dismissed. But if you would approach Jesus today, and you would say to him, Jesus, is all about you. I, I'm sure he would smile and say, yes, but it's not just about me. The passion of Jesus was to introduce us to the Father. And much of what is true for us as we walk physically is true for us as we begin to think tonight about what it is to walk spiritually. We have to understand the path uh, that we're heading in. The purpose is key. And I think if you were to narrow down what that purpose is, in a nutshell, what the gospel says, it is really to, to please our master. 
whether we're walking down the pathway of knowing God or walking down this pathway of walking in the Spirit or committing everything to God, the enemy is going to come and to bring hindrances along that way. There's going to be hindrances that he wants to put in the way that's going to stop us from pursuing that direction of committing fully to the Lord. And you need to know these truths. You don't have to receive everything that comes your way. And you don't have to retain everything that comes your way. But if you do receive it and you do retain it, it will reproduce. And the choice is up to us. We have to decide, are we going to receive the right seeds? And are we going to reject the wrong seeds? Almighty God had done a miraculous healing and freedom in my life. And he has that in store for you as you come to this retreat. You see, your destiny is on the line. God's plans for you are great. And I can tell you this, persevere, show up, and God will be there. Christ Jesus laid hold of you for that, your purpose, something that he had for you to do. Your task is to pursue whatever it was he was after in your life.